five ways to make a living as a writer on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by SocialPilot, the social media and marketing tool for bloggers and small businesses. Join over 20,000 social media pros at servenomaster.com backslash socialpilot today. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. Guys, a series of events have come together in a single day. They've befallen me to put me in a tough recording situation. Last night, both of my kids were sick and it wore me out and I had a sore throat early in the morning, so I wasn't able to record the podcast. It's now around sunset time and lo and behold, there's a typhoon coming in. So this is the windiest I've ever tried to record. I've got my back to the wind. I'm facing the palm trees. It's not a typhoon yet. It's like the part before it gets completely wild, but I wanted to give you I wanted to give you something special, something really exciting, and I just, I thought about slacking off today, but you know, it's so important to put out every single episode, so I do apologize if it sounds like I'm recording from the opening scene of Gilligan's Island. I am next to a boat that's going crazy. I don't know who tied it to this dock, but they did a worse job than I would have. It's bouncing around all over the place. But let's cut to the chase. There are five key ways that you can make a living as a writer, and I wanna take you through each of them and how you can kind of get into that business. The first is writing blogs, journals, or magazines. This is where you write for someone else that has a larger presence. And there's a lot of really great websites that are constantly buying content. Any website you wanna write for, it's totally possible. There's this assumption that it's so hard. If you wanna write for the Huffington Post, you just have to write an email to Ariana Huffington. Someone on her staff reads all of them, and that's how they get most of their writers. People send in an unsolicited email and there's a whole template you can follow where you send in either an example article or three ideas for a story. And if they like any of your ideas, they'll email you back. And suddenly you're a writer for Huffington Post. Most websites have something like that. Oftentimes you'll have to write one to three articles for free. And then you can add that to your resume and say, hey, I've written for this site as you go for other jobs. Or they'll start paying you. It's really not that hard to get jobs writing for other places. I'm always looking for new people to write for Serve No Master. I have over 100 blog posts that are incomplete or unfinished. I have 20 new reviews that I want to write now that I've really dialed in and shared with you two days ago, two episodes ago, exactly how to write the perfect testimonial and perfect review. I want to share it with you. I'm so busy working on so many things that my site and many other sites are always looking for new writers. It's the same for magazines and other places. Most of those industries, because the pay is so low, there's really, really high turnover, but it's a great place to start getting some credits on your resume. Now, as you know, I'm all about working for yourself, so the model I really believe in is something where you take a little more control of your destiny. The second path we have is something I've talked about before, which is where you just generate lots and lots of content, and this can be where you work for a writing mill or a writing farm, and there's a lot of websites like these. I've mentioned these before. When you're a brand new writer, this is where I recommend you start because the barrier to entry is very low. This is where most foreigners start out. A lot of Indian writers, a lot of Pakistani writers, a lot of Filipino writers, they work for sites like iWriter and some of the other competitors that are at the bottom end of the market because it's about quantity rather than quality. And I recommend starting there because you get paid very quickly, 
you can move yourself up the rankings because you're a native English speaker, and you can really hone your skill. One of the challenges that a lot of people have is you don't know if you're any good as a writer until you write. And the best way to really you know, sharpen up your skills and get your chops is to write and to get paid for writing. So then you know what people like and what people don't like, and you'll become a better writer. This will help you to really build up that skill set. There are so many opportunities for people that can write quickly. If you can write 10 blog posts a day, you can easily live any life you want. As you work your way up these blog mill style platforms, you can start getting paid $35 a blog post, then you're up to 80. Some of these places, when you have a reputation or you're an expert in this particular field, will pay three, five, or even $800 for single blog posts. Now obviously these are longer blog posts, but you're still only talking two or 3,000 words. That's a pretty good payday. It's not lack of opportunity Sometimes it's, we have these assumptions that there's no jobs out there, there's no way we can make a living as a writer, or that there's only one way to do it. I have so many friends that are excellent writers that think the only way you can make a living as a writer is to be published by a traditional book company. They think there's no other way to make money. I have several friends who think that, and I make about 10 times more money than them. And all of my friends who believe the, the only way to make money is as a, with a traditional publisher, all of them have other jobs. All of them have to take other work constantly because their traditionally published books don't make any money. What I'd like you to do while I endure this epic pre-typhoon and super deep waves, I'm gonna have to, I'm on the dock again, so I'm gonna have to climb, oh man, or just try and jump about six feet to avoid landing in the ocean because the way this dock is built, it's just on a beach and the back of it is underwater now. So between me and my house, there's a bit of ocean. And the water is getting higher. Hopefully it's not gonna start splashing me, but you never know. But that's the excitement of serving a mess. That's the excitement of living, you know, the tropical paradise experience. Just yesterday I was trying to record video, a little video on my phone, and you can see it at, on the toolbox page. I had to record 20 takes because there was so much wind, and that's a 15 second video. Hopefully today, because I have my back to the wind, I have this good mic, you can really hear what I have to say, we can connect, because. I never want to make you wait just because I'm in a silly typhoon. That's no excuse, right? The third way that you can make money, and this is something I really believe in building to, is as a Kindle author. This is how I generate a lot of my income. This is a lot of what I teach about Servant Master, as you know. And the great thing about being a Kindle author rather than traditionally published is that you eat what you kill. You control your own destiny. You're in control of every single piece of your success or failure. It's more risk, but it's also a lot more reward. If you launch a book with a traditional publisher, it doesn't do very well. It sells a couple hundred copies a month. They'll dump you and you'll make nothing. You'll maybe make $100. But if you sell those same books directly, you'll make a couple thousand dollars a month. You'll be able to build a mailing list of your followers. You'll be able to choose your own cover. And when you have a book that's failing, you can make changes. One of my books called Easy Minimalist Living. You can look it up if you want. It's right now number one in the category for hoarding. That book for the last 18 months was a dog. It was my greatest failure as an author. It was the first book I ever put on Amazon. And for a year and a half, it was death. It was making three or $10 a month, making nothing. Now it makes far more in a day than it used to in a month because I kept making tweaks, I kept making changes. I rewrote the page's description. The ability to modify, the ability to adapt allows you to turn any unsuccessful book into a champion. I just put new covers on three of my books in the last week as well. I was very unhappy with one of my books about being an introvert. The book is really good, the content's really good, it had so many strong reviews, but the cover, there was just something wrong with it and it wasn't selling. 
you can't make those changes when you're with a traditional publisher. And when you're with a traditional publisher, you can't even write what you want. You have to turn in a really deep outline for the book long before you write anything. And if you want to make any changes from the outline, you have to get permission. So you give up a great deal of control. Now, there are some benefits. And one of those great benefits, as Derek was talking about yesterday, he was telling this amazing story. And if you haven't listened to the Derek Dupker interview, I really recommend that you do. He's, he's awesome. That's why I rarely do interviews. But when I have someone great, I really want to share it. And he shared something amazing about how people he worked with really enjoy having a strict outline. It helps them stay structured and, and not lose the course. So there are some benefits for some writers. But for me, I change my mind all the time. I'm very freeform. Even today, I'm working on the next three books in my series. I've already released Serve No Master. I've already released Breaking Orbit. And I was looking at... <laughs> Did you hear that monster wave? Right under my bum. I'm working on books three and four. Book number three I've already titled. It's called 20K in a Day. It's how to write 20,000 words a day. The outline's been done for actually more than a month now. The outline's been totally done and I've been working on the cover idea for a while. But then I was thinking, well, what's coming after that? What's the next two after that? And so I've been brainstorming with some friends and looking at some images, starting to put together that stuff because I like to have what's in front of me. But I don't get strict beyond that. I often change the order of the books I'm gonna write. I thought I would do my book about speed reading next, but I'm not really inspired by that. I'll eventually write a book about reading fast, but I'm not excited by that topic right now. Uh, a couple of the other ideas I had just turned out not to be very popular. I thought about writing a really good book on email. No one wants to read those. There's a couple of great books about email right now that are doing very well on Amazon, but they're all at 99 cents. I'm not really interested in making 30 cents a book. There's no money in it. So even if you do really, really well, you end up making like $100 a month. So a lot of research goes back and forth. Sometimes we have ideas that go up and down and having the free form ability when you make your own destiny is amazing with Kindle. I love that. And you know, I tried to go with a traditional publisher a long time ago and they treated me like garbage. One of the worst days of my life. They let me fly all the way to New York before they told me they weren't interested. And by they told me they weren't interested, I mean they stopped returning my calls after I flew up and the day before my meeting. I'm walking down the street in New York and I finally get this email on my phone from the assistant's assistant to the person I'd been emailing with before. I got a real taste of the traditional publishing industry, so if you want to work with a traditional publisher, I'm the wrong guy to follow because I will always hate that industry. They're stagnant, they're way behind the times, and it's a failing industry. They're going right now through the exact same challenges that the music industry went through 20 years ago, and they're adapting just as poorly. There are some new, really powerful publishing companies that are being founded recently. My friend Jesse has one, Lifestyle Entrepreneurs Press. And he's in a totally different mindset. He has a totally different approach to publishing than a lot of these traditional publishers. Because he's a smaller company, because he's really in the, in the sticks, he writes books himself, he's very agile. But again, even someone who's doing so much, he can't publish 100 books a month. He can't handle huge quantity. Every publishing company can only handle a certain number of books. And so going down that route is very challenging. But with Kindle, you can release different formats. You can make changes. You can turn fairs into successes. You can build different series. You can build a list of followers. You can do amazing things. My entire business is built around this. So I'm a big fan of Kindle. I love that. The next path of writing is copywriting. I can't recommend becoming a copywriter enough. And I know I've mentioned a few times in previous episodes that I'm going to put together a PDF 
of amazing ads that you can copy by hand. And I mentioned this in the podcast episode about copywriting. I have all of the pages together, I just have to assemble them. And in fact, when I walk back into the house, and God willing, it won't start raining <laughs> before I finish recording this, I'll add it to my to-do list for today or tomorrow, and I'll try and put it together ASAP because I know a lot of people really struggle to find ads that they want to mimic and they want to template. I lost actually part of my swipe file for a long time, but I found it a couple of days ago. So I'm going to put that together, and it's going to have like three to 500 really good ads that you can just write by hand to learn copywriting. Copywriters make a lot. I have someone who works for me and writes my emails, and the main reason I hired her was because she's a copywriter. She writes the first draft of all my emails. Every email you see is based on my outline. She writes it and then I go back in and tweak it up because I'm just so busy. And what I'm paying her is way more than other writers make. I recommend going down this path. If you can spend and sit down for one to two hours a day, you're making $10,000 a month next year easily. There's always work for good copywriters. It's a really great craft because you can learn it for free. Yes. I am going to put together a book on copywriting that is part of my Servant Master series. Maybe it'll be book six or seven. I was thinking about it last night. It's a very popular topic. But it's very hard for me to justify selling a product or selling a course about it when you can honestly learn everything for free. Everything that I know about copywriting costs nothing to learn and that's really what's amazing about that system. And copywriters. It's, if I could go back, I would have learned copy instead of book writing. If I could go back and change, that's the path I would have gone originally instead of learning copywriting second. Copywriters make more money. It's very easy for copywriters to ask for a percentage of projects. And it's, there's always, always, always work. And if you can write copy, you can make your own destiny. It's much easier to find work when you can write great copy. If you can write something that sells, there's always work for you. And you can create the products later. It's a really wonderful path to go down and it's future-proof. If the internet collapses, there's still work writing local newsletters, writing flyers. You can always find work as a copywriter. Even if all electricity disappears, you'll be able to find work in your community. That's what's amazing about that skill. It's really future and survival proof. These waves are getting real exciting. It's getting pretty wild. Every like two or three waves is a monster. Here comes the big one. Ready for it? Yeah, I can feel the water right under my feet. So let me get you to number five, which is your own blog. You can monetize and build a blog and one of my new blueprints is about launching your blog and how to monetize it. And it's very important to start a blog with a strategy. Most people start a blog and make some key huge mistakes that prevent them from ever monetizing. If you start a blog like, if I was at servedmaster.wordpress.com, I would never make any money from the blog because you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to put ads on a site that they control. You have no control over your destiny. That's the most common mistake I see and people still send me links to their blogs that they don't own all the time. And while it's great, I'm proud that you started writing, I'm very disappointed that you'll never make money for your writing and you'll always be trapped, you'll always be limited. You do have to spend a little money to make a little money, but starting your own blog and patrolling it costs less than $20 a year. It's not a huge expense and it's really a great place to get started. You can slowly build your audience. That's how I started my entire online career. Many, many years ago, 10 full years ago, I started a blog called Smell My Blog. It's long gone now. It went through three domain changes and I eventually sold all the content. But that entire process started with me just writing to myself. I was consistent about my content. I read a few articles about SEO and I started getting a lot of traffic. I became the number one blog in the world for the phrase, get a girlfriend, how to get a girlfriend. Because it was about my journey trying to find a girlfriend. Obviously now that I have one and we've got kids, I don't write about trying to get a girlfriend anymore. It's something that's in my past. I don't have any more interesting stories about traveling the world and trying to find myself. 
but you can find your own destiny and you can be in charge of your destiny by creating your own blog. And I really recommend that. Honestly, the best thing you can do is build up multiple tracks and multiple paths to income. The great thing about starting with a mill, starting with technique number two, is that you're getting paid right away. You got money coming in immediately. Once you have some revenue coming in, once you have $100 coming in every single day, you've got a little bit of breathing room to start working on the next level, whether that's writing articles for blogs that will pay you, getting a little bit higher, working your way up those ranks to the better and better writing services. So that instead of making $100 a day, then you're making $300 a day, then you're making $1,000 a day, then you're making $2,000 a day writing blog posts. Or you could start with number two and then use that money to give you the breathing room to start launching Kindle books. And everything you need to know about launching Kindle books is covered 100% in Breaking Orbit. I cover every single step you need to launch and make money from that first Kindle book. The thing about Kindle books and the thing about blogs is that they take a little bit longer to make money from. You don't make money on day one. That's why technique number two is great. Starting with a mill, starting writing for other people allows you to make enough money right away that you can start doing other things. And as a bonus, I'm gonna tell you about option number six, which is ghostwriting. There is constantly work for ghostwriters. I'm always looking to hire more ghostwriters. I'll tell you that right now. If you've spent a little time honing your craft and you can ghostwrite, especially if you can write romance novels, I'd be very interested in doing some cool stuff together. If you can write about self-help, awesome. What I really look for is people that can write the first draft of a book and then I go through and just give it, you know, the serve to master special sauce, turn it into my voice. And there are tens of thousands of people like me Every day on Upwork, hundreds of people get hired to ghostwrite books. Every day on the Warrior Forum, dozens of people get hired to ghostwrite books. There's always work for good ghostwriters. All you have to do is put the word out there. Put out a couple of examples and start finding clients by being proactive. Everyone always asks me, how do you find these really high-paying ghostwriting gigs? How do you find someone who will pay you $5,000 to write a book over the course of one or two weeks? How do you find someone that will pay you that much for something that you're that capable of? And it's this simple. I tell everyone what I do. Everyone I meet, I say I'm a ghostwriter. I write all the time and I'm always open for new projects. Every time I talk to someone, I say, hey, if you've got something cool, keep me in mind. Now, sometimes you tell that to someone and you don't hear back for two or three years, but when you do, it's a huge project. I know that every time I go to a conference, people will offer me work ghostwriting for them because I have a reputation and because I back it up. Everything I say is, Man, I might have to surf back to my house. Everything I say is something I can deliver on. And you can do the same thing when you say, look, I'm a ghostwriter, I'm very good at what I do. If you're ever looking for someone that can bring the noise or drop the hammer, let me know. By speaking with confidence, people will be like, wow, no one would talk like that unless they're really good. And that gets you amazing opportunities. And you just start off at lower price points and work your way up. You start off writing two cents a word, work your way up to 10 cents a word. Uh-oh, I think the power's starting to go out. It's getting real exciting. I hate to cut an episode short. We're only a few minutes short, but it's pitch black now and I'm in the water and it's pre-typhoon. The typhoon's not supposed to hit till tomorrow. Oh, power came back. That means I'm gonna survive. When you're thinking about your path as a writer, the key is to not limit yourself. Don't think there's only one path to making money as a writer or don't think that because you started a blog, you can't do something else. Even where I'm at right now in life, I still take ghostwriting projects all the time. I like to maintain strong relationships with different clients. So sometimes I take work I don't really need. But also sometimes it's really an awesome project or it's a great opportunity and I know that I know that taking these jobs always leads to more and better and higher paying jobs before. 
The clients who pay me $5,000 a job now, they used to pay me $800 a job just a couple of years ago. So maintaining that relationship means there's always money coming in and then I could take one of those high paying jobs and then pay other people to write books for me. That's how I built up some of my really big ghostwriting presences. Write a book for someone else, get paid enough to pay a third person to write five books for me. That's an amazing way to diversify and grow your business. So as I run home through this epic storm, I want you to keep in mind one thing. There is always work for writers as long as you go out and find it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Serve No Master podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode.